This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, for the next two hours live in studio. Unnecessary roughness in your ear hole. Damon Cotton and your boy, Q. Excited about today's show for so many reasons. Excited about today's show because it's Friday. Excited about today's show because the Raiders play a playoff game tomorrow. Excited about today's show because I have a lot of optimism about this game. I'm excited to tell you about the different watch parties that we're going to have throughout the, the area tomorrow. I'm also excited about something that has nothing to do with anything I just mentioned. I'm excited by what DeMond Cotton, my good friend, my buddy, my colleague, my co-host, I'm gassing him up. I'm excited by what he is wearing. Because what DeMond is wearing, and if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, you've already seen it. I tweeted it out. DeMond is wearing overalls that look like he came straight out of 1994. That was something I was rocking at the high school dance. Now, let me not get it twisted. I was pulling the girls at the high school dance in 94. So I'm not saying the outfit was bad. I'm just saying it's a little dated. So, Damon, I want to bring you into the show right now. And I want you to tell everyone what my instant reaction was when I saw you just a little while ago before the show started. Well, first it was laughter. (laughs) Um, And then he proceeded to ask, Oh, they bringing that back now? Kids doing that now? And it's just like, well, I guess they are. They doing it today. I'm doing it today. I have not seen. I have not seen that. Setting trends, fashion icon. What can I say? Not only does he have the overalls on, but he has the one strap down, like we literally used to do in '94. Now, to your credit, I still think it's funny, but I did send a picture of it, of your outfit. I say it like like you're an it, like your outfit. I sent (laughs) it. I apologize for that. I sent a picture of your outfit. To my son, because I know he's known to wear some stuff that I wouldn't wear, but we're different, different folks. So I asked him, would you wear this? And he said, yeah, but probably not with the strap down and I'd let the top hang. So the overalls, I guess, he'd be, I guess he's OK with the overalls, but he would not have the strap down. Exactly. So maybe you need to go get your son a pair of overalls. I'm not getting nothing. Hell, he's 18. He can go get whatever he wants. I mean, if you want him to be fashion, you like, you know, a trendsetter. Oh, he's already his guy. He's, okay. He, he's good. He's he's an athlete that gets onto the court. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. He, no, no, do you? No. Do you understand, do you understand what I'm trying to tell Yo, you? He, he started Because you games? were on the team. Because you were on the team that I don't know if you ever made it on the court. Yo, team captain senior year. That's all I got to say. I mean, I, I think you might have averaged 0.0 points in probably like 0.1 minutes a game. You're the guy that came team in. Team captain starting on the basketball team. No, I think team. you were more know. like team manager. You, you, you came in when the game was a blowout one way or the other. Your team was winning or the other team was blowing you out. And you came in and got a couple couple reps because, well, hey, you y'all know what? Y'all hear the hate coming he off works, this microphone? He works hard in practice. Y'all hear the hate coming off this microphone? Boy, I ain't never seen somebody so dedicated to hating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, hey, I ain't got to speak. The numbers speak for themselves. What numbers were there? 
We've we, been waiting for the numbers. Anyone who's listened to this show for any amount of time has been waiting for the numbers uh, on what you actually did because you told me and you admitted on the air. For itself. You admitted on the air that you got an See award on the in court. school that you didn't even know what the award was for. Fighter award. Boom. Keep fighting. Don't give up. All that good stuff. The personification of what a basketball player should be. That was me. Was it? Yes. <laughs> They was like, you see the way, yo. Yo, what? What? Come on, Q. Like, yo, don't make don't make me do this. And, you know, I'm a real humble guy. I don't, I don't want to brag. I, I want you to I, brag. Nah, brag it's, on it's, yourself it's a little cool, bit. We Tell me what you to, did on the yo, court. We got, we got a game to talk about. We, we ain't got to talk about me. Tell me any game that you dominated in on the court. Please tell me. Give me a couple numbers. Give me one game. One team that you dominated against. I want to know who's shamed enough to that they let dominate. I'm just saying. You should have seen me against that game against Western. Western who? Western, bro. Western. Western off the off the grid. Western. <laughs> hey, my Vegas people know. Okay, okay. And then they're gonna be like, oh, Western. And then and then some people might be like, I dominate against Western, but that ain't the point. Oh man. Okay. Should have seen me that game senior year. Allen in Vegas gave you a compliment. He said, get him a starter jacket too, Q. Demod, you a real one. So he gave you props. Boom. He gave you a props. A real one. From one real one to another. Okay, and then someone else, uh, Raider Marcus tweeted, not the pants, where are the shorts? There you go. Passionate Raider tweeted and said, damn. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not much needs to be said. I look fly. I get it. Hey, 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 man, I love your confidence. I do love your confidence. I'll give you a lot of credit for that because that took me back to, I promise you, that took me back to homecoming. Not even a, a real dance. That just took me back to homecoming. That was just an excuse to get out the house. Homecoming? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because our team was terrible. You know, like our team was awful in high school. So I knew homecoming meant nothing. All I knew is that I was going to have an opportunity to go to the dance and maybe get to talk to a girl or two. There you go. There you go. Want to see the movie? Yeah, 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 I knew. I knew. I I know y'all can't see because this is an audio form. Yeah, but go go and get it. No, you don't don't get that for free. Nah, all the the old heads right now, including myself, are like, yeah, I'm feeling that BBD. Go ahead. You know what, man? But you don't get that for free. You don't we, get that for free. We got a text on the Salmon Ash text line. I promise you we'll get into the teeth of the show. 69187 R&R is the keyword. Does Damon have the bottom of his overall pant leg pegged too? You don't have that. No, you know what? He can't do that because his pants are way too tight. That's the other thing about this. Not only did he bring back the overalls, but these things are skin tight. Here's the thing, man. When I first bought these, I was a smaller guy. <laughs> Not only so you decide you're gonna squeeze into them anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean. <laughs> I stepped on the scale today. You know, you might not know this phrase, but not only am I pushing P, I'm also pushing a little bit of weight. You know, I'm getting a little heavy. Over 200 pounds now. You know. Wait, I, mean, I, I want to know. What, wait, what are these definitions that you're breaking down? Go ahead and explain them. Uh, are you not? You not pushing P? If no. You're not, if you're not pushing P, you just don't know what. It no, means. I definitely think I know what it means, but I want to hear your explanation. You're not pushing P, bro. No, nah, go new, for the it. New Gunna album. Have you not listened to it? No. Okay. Well, you're not pushing P. Okay. All right. I I'm want the, you to explain it because I think I have a good idea. I was born at night, not last night, but I'd like to hear you say it. No, I'm just pushing P, and you're not pushing P, obviously. Okay. okay. All right. I got one more text that we'll get into the show. DeMond never showed up, uh, showed us his rapping skills or numbers. He's all potential like the Titans. No rings. Woo! Shots fired. Shots fired. Why are you coming for me like that? What'd I do to you? Shots fired. That's from the 209. That's representing right there. Shots fired. I don't even know where that's at, so. Oh, that's in the Central... Central Valley. That's the Modesto. That's the Turlock. That's the Merced. That's the Stockton. That's that area. You don't want to mess with them. Them cats go hard. 
Just saying. Yeah, because in the middle of nowhere. Now, hey, look, man. How you going to talk about someone being <laughs> in the middle of nowhere? You wearing something from the 90s. Coming up on today's show, we just had to get that out of the way. I've been walking around the building. No joke. I've been walking around the building trying to show. Like, I literally walked DeMond around and was trying to go to office to office to show people what he was wearing. And the one person I was looking for, Melissa, who I know, OG Melissa, she's got some, you know, 90s roots and everything. Like, she hangs out. She's kicked it. She would get a good laugh, but I couldn't find Melissa. So you got lucky. But I did find everyone else. And and Kira and, and Sylvia both to a T said, oh, yeah, I got a girlfriend that's got that outfit. A girlfriend. That's got that outfit. What can I say? Girlfriend's got to have a girlfriend, right? Yo, man, get to the lineup. <laughs> Coming up on today's show. Coming up at 2.30, Matt Holder from silverandblackpride.com. He'll join the show to talk all things Raiders defense. He was putting out a lot of really good videos on uh, on Twitter just yesterday about the Raiders and Bengals and the first matchup they had earlier in the season at Allegiant Stadium and how the Raiders could go about defending the, the Cincinnati Bengals this uh, this this go around coming up tomorrow because Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, all those guys offensively for the Bengals are really cooking right now. So how are the Raiders going to slow them down? And I'll tell you right now, before we even get into the teeth of that, I feel pretty confident about the defense that the Raiders are going to put out there on the field. I think the defense is going to do exactly what they did the time that they played them at Allegiant Stadium a couple months ago where they gave the, the offense a chance. The offense just didn't hold up their end of the bargain until end of the game. I feel really good about the defense that the Raiders are putting on the field tomorrow. I really do. And I know Darius Phylon's not going to be there. That's a big loss. But I just feel like guys are stepping up in a major way. So we'll talk to Matt Holder coming up at 2.30. All things Raiders defense. Again, a little bit of film study. He's from silverandblackpride.com. Does a fantastic job. At 3 o'clock, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show to talk all things money lines. We'll talk some well, NFL playoffs going on this weekend. We'll also talk a little UFC. It's back. And I think DeMond might be a guy that's trying to get into the UFC with the outfit that he's wearing today. Someone hit us up on Twitter and said that he was a hacksaw DeMond Cotton instead of hacksaw Jim Duggan. So a little bit of wrestling slash UFC involved there. But uh, we'll talk to Lee Sterling. We'll talk all the money lines and how to get some money in your pocket this weekend. We'll do that at 3 o'clock. And then at 3.30, our guy Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas, he'll join us all the way from Cincinnati, a place that I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be leaving here today right after the, the show was over, heading over to the airport, boom, getting on the flight, and then landing in Cincinnati tomorrow morning about 5 o'clock in the morning where we changed that up. We're not doing that anymore. Uh, myself and DeMond will be doing a, a pregame, pregame show at the M Resort tomorrow morning, morning at 10 o'clock. We encourage you to come on out there. We have a really good lineup that we're going to have of people, including uh, former Raider quarterback Bruce Gratkowski. We're going to pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen. They're going to lead you all the way up to, um, to, to kickoff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I encourage you to come out to the M Resort and hang out with us. But look, this is the thing. Because we have such a, a, a big range of where we cover, our coverage area, we have multiple things going on. Uh, I encourage you also to join Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate. Uh, he's got a, a watch party going on at Rocky's Bar and Grill on Maryland Parkway, where if you wear a Raider jersey there, you can actually get your first draft beer on them. So don't worry about hurting our feelings or whatever. You can either come to the M Resort or you can go to Rocky's Bar and Grill, whatever Whatever's more convenient for you, that's what we want to do. Just make sure that wherever you're watching the game with, you're doing it with Raider Nation Radio 920. That's the key. That's all we really care about. Exactly. Or if you want to be a little frisky, come to both. 
Come say hi to everybody. That's a good point. That's a good point. Are you? Are you're not gonna wear those those tomorrow? Are you? You want me to? No. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd rather see you in your media relations that you wear on uh, on game day. Not that. You know what's funny too? Huh? Today I actually bought like um a Nickelodeon Raiders themed shirt that was on NFLShop.com. Okay, do you have it already or no? Uh, no, nah, I just bought it today. Like oh, okay. I seen it and I was just like, you know what? That's it. You know all the little Nickelodeon characters, those classic ninety characters. Right. That shirt with these overalls. Right. Woo! Gonna be some heat. We got a text from the 510. P is a Bay Area term. How does Q not know about it? Because I haven't been in the Bay Area in a very long time. And I'm not 25. Again, I gave him the, the opportunity to explain it. I do believe I know what it is. I just don't think that it's friendly enough for the radio for me to explain what I think it is. If I'm right, just say I'm right. Yo, he not pushing P, y'all. Exactly. Exactly. And then Jay, Raider Jay from Sacramento. Really, DeMond? Pushing that button, P? <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you, brought this, you brought this fire to the table. You brought it to the table, so don't, don't stand back there with your microphone off and laugh it in the background now, because you brought this. You brought this smoke. Just saying. I didn't ask for any of this. You asked for all of it. I didn't ask for any of this. At first, it started. When you like, made the decision to leave your house looking the way you did, you asked for it all. Q said, hey, can I take a picture? I'm going to send it to the wife. I did. All right, cool. Send I it did. To the she wife. said, where'd he get that from? The 90s? They get a good laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Now he put it on Twitter. You know. I did. It's, I, I put it on Twitter a long time ago. Exactly. So you the one who wanted this smoke. You bringing up basketball stats, this, that, and the other. It's just like, come on, Q, you on my neck. But what we really need to be talking about is this Raider game. I'm, asking, I'm just asking you to explain yourself. Don't talk in code. Talk so everyone understands. Boy, these phone lines lighten up. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> we'll talk to Lee Sterling at 3 o'clock and Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas. He'll be in Cincinnati. He is in Cincinnati. We'll talk to him at 3.30. Talk to him about the weather. Talk to him about how he's feeling out there. If he's seeing a lot of Raider Nation representation out there. What he's expecting for the game. Brian's a good dude. I see him in the press box each and every week at, at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, and he's got it covered. So uh, he's the man around town. I think I saw him tweet out last night around... Maybe around 10 o'clock that he was uh, boots on the ground there in Cincinnati. And, you know, 10 o'clock here is 1 a.m. there. So my dude was not trying to get any sleep. He was out there putting in work. So I definitely respect that. So he'll join us at 3.30 to, uh, to give us his feelings on the game and, and everything else. So uh, we got a lot going on on today's show, including talking and having a little bit of fun with DeMond. But it's, all, it's a Friday, man. We like to have fun. Believe me, there's no hard feelings around here. We just, we just goof on DeMond. Look, he's got the big now, – now that I'm being nice again, he's bringing the smile back. He's ready to come back to the, to the show. Nah, man, we cool. I mean, yeah, we can save all the hardcore analysis for uh, tomorrow. Okay. For the pre-pregame. All right, well, that, we'll get into that. Believe me, we'll, and, and I'll explain it a little bit later in the show. But now that you know the rundown of the show, let's get into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Today's topic, real easy. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on offense? And who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on defense? And if you want to get a little squirrely, you want to kind of get upside yourself, how about what do you think the final score of the game is going to be tomorrow? One way or the other, Raiders win or lose, what do you think the final score is going to be, and who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on offense 
and the biggest impact on defense. Of course, you can hit us up at 702-365-9200. And we got the Sam and Ash text line, wide open like some old school TV antennas, 69187. Keyword is R&R. Got a text real quick from Raider Jay in Sacramento. He's chiming back in. Uh, only DeMond would buy Ra- Raider gear with four games left in the season. That's Raider Jay from Sacramento. That's a good point. I let it slide. I wasn't even going to point out the fact that you mentioned you bought a Raider shirt as a Titans fan going into the playoffs. I wasn't even going to bring that up, but Raider Jay did. I just bought it because the shirt was some heat. I like Nickelodeon. I like my cartoons. You know, you get a little Las Vegas Raiders, but then you got Rugrats and, you know, Hey Arnold. Okay. You know? Got a little props for you here on the Sam and Ash text line. DeMond says, it just says you're not insecure. Right on, D. Very secure person. That's what they just said. Thank you. That, that's that's all you got. That's your only response. He he up there bowed his neck up and everything like he did something major. <laughs> One text from LJ and then we'll hit the Raider Nation listener line. LJ said, it's all right, Damon. Ain't nothing wrong with being too legit to quit. Keep bringing the 90s heat. <laughs> <laughs> too legit. Too legit to quit. Let me get my guy Stanley on the phone. I love it. I love it. 702-365-9200. Let's go to the Rare Nation listener line. Who we got up first, Devon? Tone Loke Raider. Tone Loke Raider taking it back to the 90s. What's up, Doc? What's up, playboy? All right, man. It's easy, man. On offense, it's a running game. It's Jacobs and the line. They play good. We get 130. We can win this game. On defense is what I'm worried about. I think they're going to be running that screen game a lot tomorrow. I think that Mixon, they know that front four. Gets after the quarterback. Mm. They're going to try to, you know, try to try to get us on our heels and throw that screen game. You know, real quick about Paul Gunther. You know, he wasn't nothing compared to Bradley, that's for sure. But against the Chiefs and that misdirection, he did something last year, man. Leaving Crosby out like a like a rover, kind of. You know, sometimes you send him, sometimes you leave him as a rover. I think that works real good against these misdirection teams. Like, like they're going to try to use Mixon out of the backfield in more than one way. And I think the final score is going to be 31-28 Raiders. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. You know what? That misdirection, I'm glad you brought that up. JT brings that up quite a bit. But that misdirection is something that does give the Raiders fits. It really does. I'm glad you brought that up. Great, great uh, observation right there. And that could be something, especially when the Raiders' defensive line is all amped up and they're ready to get after the quarterback. They pin their ears back and they just go, go, go. All of a sudden, man, you drop in a couple of those screen passes, especially uh, with the weather not being so great, that could be a major factor, man. That's a great point right there. Thank you so much for that. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's something that we'll, uh, we'll definitely have to talk about throughout the course of the show. 702-365-9200. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Who we got up next? ABA Ivan Davis. My guy out the bay. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going, Q? Thanks yep. for taking my call as usual, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, I, did, I had a... Uh... Uh, defense. I talked to uh, the owner of the uh, of our semi pro team. I mean, because he played college football, and we have a combo coverage that would be perfect against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. The way it works is real simple. It looks like cover four, but it's not. Let, let, let's put trips out there. You know, three to one side, single on the other. You know, one running back. And so the way it works is on the single side, it's man coverage. Okay, on the trip side. The middle guy, we have what's called skinny thirds. In other words, you divide yeah. two-thirds of the field into three. Right. So the middle guy takes slant hook curl. 
If there's any crossing routes, just like a pick and roll in basketball, you switch. And what it does, it also eliminates the bubble screen. So you think you go, because it, it look, like I said, it looks like cover four, but it's not. Right, right. right. So you sit there and throw that bubble, that little guy, he's just sitting there. Boom, touchdown. Going the other way. In other words, confuse these guys. You can, you can throw a cover four, cover three, although I would play cover four with that speed they have. Uh, you can do a cover three or cover four, but just mix it up. Give, give them some different looks. I guarantee you, few teams run this particular deal. You see it every now and then in the National Football League. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. we use it We use it to, uh, I mean, we, we dominate with that. Because everyone says the same thing. We thought you was in cover three. We thought you was in cover four. But, uh, in other words, just cha- change the look a little bit. Because if you just play that standard three or four, I mean, they they, they got weapons. And and so I, I think that that's that would be some, that that would be a defense that I think would be outstanding. They would not they would not see that coming. Okay, I like it. Good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And yeah, uh, those, those combo packages and those those kind of disguised things like that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what Gus Bradley's been, I guess, criticized about is that so many different people see the same defense coming and that they want to switch it, ain't it up. Don't happen. Like I, where he was saying, like he was like, oh, he breaking down some good stuff there. Right, right. But Gus Bradley ain't gonna do it. He might. Gus Bradley ain't no dummy. I mean, he's it got, ain't about being he, a dummy. He's but got he likes multiple, his scheme, right? But and he's I'm got not, multiple looks to his scheme. Though. And I'm he's not got, saying it's like to say like, oh, he's a bad defensive right, coordinator. Right. I'm just saying he likes what he likes, and he's gonna do with it what he does. Exactly. That's that could be true. But if he did throw, I mean, he's throwing a couple wrinkles in there. He's been blitzing a little bit more here and there. You know, that's not something that he traditionally does. The Raiders they don't blitz that much. But you know, you you can't. I don't think, and this is just my opinion. I don't think you can go into the playoffs and just. Be like, okay, here, this is who we are. We're going to do this. Like, I think you have to have a little bit of a couple wrinkles in that. I'm okay with you being you. Even if you have overalls on and they're really tight, it's cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just think that you've got to throw a wrinkle or two in there. I think this is one of those games where both teams are, they are who they are. And it's just going to be, does our stuff work against their stuff? Mm-hmm. It's This is one of those games. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy and the Joe's. I like that, Because yeah. they played each other already. Right. Let's say maybe the— And the defense did a good job. Exactly. The offense only converted on one or two third downs mm-hmm. for the right. Raiders. I think that was the problem. Right. That that's the actual problem. Yep. Because the defense can only be on the field so long before you're going to give up a touchdown or two right. if you've been on the field so long. Because I was going to say— They like, held Jamar Chase to three catches and 32 yards. Exactly. So you can only do your job well for so long when you're getting tired. Right, right. Allen in Vegas hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Key on offense, Josh Jacobs. Defense, Denzel Perryman. Put Mixon on the snow or ground. Can't let him see daylight. Okay. I like that. I like that. Good stuff. One more text, Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, the biggest impact for tomorrow's game will be both lines, our offense and defense. The O-line will need to bulldoze Cincy's front four to control the pocket and pave the way for our run game. The defensive line would no doubt need to cause havoc and make sure Burrow makes bad decisions. Turnovers, in my opinion, due to the cold weather, is the key to tomorrow's game. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. I like that. Good stuff. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next? Fargo Raider. What's up, Fargo? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q and Demond? Chilling, man. Thank you for taking my call. Demond, don't don't let Q dog you like that, man. I had that same outfit in 92. Guess, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was rocking it, dog. Uh, Mike, I think my. I mean, my look, let's, let, let me tell you, man. I was rocking it in '94 too. I look good too. I had the hammer pants. I had the Bobby Brown Gumby haircut. I had the overalls with the strap down. I had the starter jacket. I had the bucket hat. I was ABC, BBD, and TLC. I was all that all together and then some, right? 
But it's not 94. <laughs> it's 2022. <laughs> I know, man, but the 80s, 90s, all that retro is coming back hot, man. Exactly. I think Jordan's going for like two grand a pop, some of them. Oh, okay. You know, like well. them Dior is impossible to get. All right. Shout out I my got cousin. You. He got a pair of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm going to say uh, Tolly, Thomas, and Q are going to have to step up on the defense to get that interior sealed up. They, they ain't able to climb the pocket and get their passes off. And on the offense, Renfro and Jacobs. But I had a little piece here I had prepared pre-call. Pre, pre um, I know you guys remember that that Tim Brown tweet where he put out, where he shed light on their experience and loss and the feelings that the team had to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that took time to get back to where they could be focused. They could be a focused team, and they, they were dangerous after that. You know? But last time we saw this team, they played us still reeling from, from so much adversity. You know, and, and it was a close game, despite the score. However, the team they're going to see on Saturday, they're focused now. They've steeled their resolve, and have found their fire, which is, in this organization, the will to win. I'm looking for our Lions to win that game for us up front. We're going to need Jacobs to have a good game. And for that, the O-line needs to create some lanes and play <laughs> mistake-free football, you know? Yeah, I like and it. And Burrow, Burrow needs to go down, and he needs to go down hard. Thank you for taking my call. Raiders! Appreciate you, Fargo Raider. And if anytime you ever hear me laugh, it's because I'm looking at all these responses from this picture on Twitter of Demon. And Lil Al Davis hit us back and said, Chris Cross called and they want their overalls back. Did you see this one yet? Here, look. I saw it. <laughs> Man, you want I, was Chris Cross, hey, I was a Criss Cross. Hey, I was a Criss Cross fan. I was. There was a homegirl back in the day named Aisha that went to our school that was fine. She was fine. So every time she walked by, every one of us, and I say us with a proud smile on my face, we'd say, Aisha. <laughs> every single time we'd hit that note, and she'd look at us like, ah, whatever. Is this the washed hour? Because I don't know that song. You don't know ABC Aisha? No, who's that by? Chris Cross? No, no, that was uh, ABC. Oh. You don't remember ABC? Another Bad Creation? Nope. They were in the Criss Cross era. Ah, let's keep it moving. Two. 25 is the time. When we we got one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get Passionate Raider on real quick. Let's get Passionate Raider because I can't believe you don't know ABC. What's up, Passionate? What's happening, man? What's happening, Q? Demond, you guys cracked me the hell up, man. <laughs> hey, Demond, though, that reminds me back to my crisscross days back. Jump, jump. See? That can make you jump, jump. I remember back when I was about eight. We did a little Christmas thing. Me and my little boys had the parents out drinking. We all cut out of our crisscross with our pants on backwards. I had my Jordan jersey on backwards. We was getting it in, man. We brought back good memories. But, hey, man, my, my keys to the game, my keys to the game tomorrow, Q, I'm looking right here, man. I need to see Teamer and I need to see Teamer and Morig really help on these double teams on these receivers. Bump these guys off the line. Give our defensive line that extra half a second, second to get to Burrow to disrupt him. We have to get him off his point. We have to have these double teams on him. They've got big wide receivers. You know that's a little bit of our weakness, but I think if we can bump them off the line, these guys can bracket them, give our defensive line a half a second more. Max and Yai is coming to eat, man. These boys are coming to eat. They're eating three boxes, four boxes of Wheaties. Get ready for tomorrow on the plane. I'm not worried, Q. I'm thinking I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm thinking more of like a 28-17 type of win for the Raiders. I think 28, that's low okay. for us. You know, we, we like 30. I'm going to go – 28-17, I'm, I'm thinking Derek's going to have somewhere around like 
I, I want to see Jacobs get thirsty. So I want to see Derek like keep his passes under thirty, man. I want to see a man about two twenty, two pick, two touch, no, no picks, two <laughs> touchdowns, no turnovers. Hold the ball. All right, good stuff. Thank you, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. And I'll say this, man. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think Derek's going to throw the ball 30 times. I really don't. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs, that running game, ball control, and turnovers, like you said, is going to be a major, major key. As far as points go, uh, I, I know it opened up around 49.5. I think it's at 49 points. I wouldn't be surprised if it closes at 48 or 48.5, but uh, I, I think it's going to go under. I really do. I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but we'll talk to Lee Sterling at 3 o'clock about that. That's called a segue and a tease in our business. Coming up next, though, Matt Holder, silverandblackpride.com. He'll join the show to talk about that Raiders defense and how they can slow down the high-flying attack of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's coming up next on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q here, joined uh, by Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride on Twitter at mholder95. And Matt, welcome back to the show, man. It was fun having you on last week and uh, decided, you know what, since the Raiders are in the playoff, <laughs> let's do a little bit more film breakdown. So off top, before we get into, you know, this upcoming game against Cincinnati, how are you feeling about, you know, the Raiders topping the Chargers Sunday night and, and punching their ticket to the playoffs? Well, first of all, man, thanks for having me on. Happy to have you back. Happy to be back to talk raise some Raiders playoff football first time in a while. But, I mean, as far as last week goes, I mean, I felt like uh, it was a lot of what we were talking about, you know, getting the running game going. I think Jacobs went over 100 yards for, uh, what was that, the third week in a row, something like that again. And, um, you know, they were able to play ball control, play ahead like we were talking about. And, I mean, cash money Carlson, like the other part, <laughs> we, the other part we mentioned, right, the special teams coming up big. And uh, even with the uh, – yeah, fumble there to set up the Raiders' first touchdown too. So a lot of things went went the went the Raiders' way and uh, got a good momentum heading into the playoffs. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And I, I got to ask, how are you feeling through all the roller coaster of, of, of feelings? You know, on Sunday night with the ups and downs, looking like the Raiders are going to get an easy win, and then all of a sudden the Chargers push it to overtime. Uh, was there ever a point in your in your in, in the game while you were watching it that you thought, oh, this is going to end really bad? Uh, I mean, yeah, like I think anybody that uh, was a Raider fan uh, in the last like 20 years, you know, you've kind of gone down that path of, oh, I've seen this movie before, I've seen this, seen them blow it, this is how they're going to do it. And uh, replaying old games in my head, thinking to myself, like, <laughs> how they lost to the Chargers, like we were talking about before, and uh, uh, to make the playoffs. So definitely creeped through my mind, went through the whirlwind of emotions. But hey, man, it's just like the season, right? Thought it was going to go smoothly to start out and ended up being bumpy, but they got the job done in the end. Yeah, no, it's a great way to put it, man. I didn't think about it like that. That's a really great way to, to sum it up. Again, we're talking with Matt Holder from Silver and Black, Black, SilverandBlackPride.com on Twitter at mholder95. So uh, let's jump into this game, man. And I really want to talk to you about the Raiders' defense and how they have an opportunity to try to slow down this Bengals' offense that's playing really, really good right now. You know, I know that their starters didn't really play last week or anything because they're already <laughs> AFC North champs. But uh, when it comes to the offense, you look at Joe Burrow and you look at Jamar Chase. So let's start with Chase. I mean, 
mean, he looks like he's good at everything. And I think I saw a tweet from you saying basically like, hey, short <laughs> passes, deep passes, intermediate passes, it doesn't matter. He's just really good. How special is Jamar Chase in his rookie year? I mean, it, I mean, to go for 1,400 yards and put up the same numbers that he had is just absolutely ridiculous as a rookie. You know, going from uh, figuring out how to catch the ball without a stripe on it to um, putting up or breaking rookie records and <laughs> doing all these crazy things, breaking franchise records. I mean, like you said, it man, he's just such a such a dynamic receiver. He was a guy that won the Bullet in the Cough Award winning uh, you know, in college for a reason, was top five pick for a reason, really good at everything, and you know. Kind of what it came down to it when when uh, doing all that work was basically you, you can't really single cover him and part of it had I think too is him and Burrow just have such connection having played together in college and I mean you think back to their college days when they played together they were the two best players in the country arguably you know uh, like I said Chase winning the Blitnikoff Burrow winning the Heisman and every other award under the sun and I mean their chemistry is just obvious every time Jamar Chase is a one on one on a deep ball Burrow's throwing his way and I mean it's it's almost like he has a sixth sense for it. Uh, he sees that safety roll down or whatnot and, and leaving Chase out or leaving the corner out on the island, he's pulling the trigger and uh, going to go let his guy go up and get it. They have that chemistry on those back shoulder throws where Chase is going, you know, separating at the last second where the corner really can't do anything. So that's kind of like my biggest thing uh, for what I'm looking for on Saturday is kind of don't let that beat you, bracket him, double coverage him. Uh, you know, if T Higgins or even Tyler Boyd or even Joe Mixon, like you did last time, kind of kind of beat you. I feel like you have to take that and you have to take that as a win. It's like win if you're the Raiders, kind of like what we're saying in, the, in a lot of basketball games, you know, back in those old Cavs days. If LeBron, <laughs> if LeBron isn't going to or make someone other than LeBron beat you, if LeBron beats you, uh, if someone else does beat you, you know, you kind of just got to tip your cap. But I think that's one of the biggest things and uh, just not leaving him single covered, making sure they uh, – Make sure they bracket him, which they did a really good job of the last game. If you go back and look at Joe Burrow's stats, his, uh, his lowest yardage total was against the Raiders. And, um, you know, I think that was for a good reason. So I think that's going to be one of the, the big keys of the game. If they can replicate that success and kind of get after Burrow, get after him with the pass rush and take good advantage of uh, the Bengals. who are going to be starting to back up right tackle with Max against Max Crosby. So going to be basically get pressure on him and uh, make sure you double that number one guy. Yeah, and that, that's what I was looking at because I remember going back and watching that game as, as I was there at Allegiant Stadium, and, and really the Bengals didn't get loose, as, even as, as loose as yeah. the score shows. I mean, th that happened at the end of the game, but Jamar Chase had three catches for 32 yards. I mean, really, the Raiders did a really good job. Do you think that that is something that they can replicate? I mean, you talked about bracket coverage. Do you think that it's almost as simple, and I guess that's the wrong word, but is it mm -hmm. as easy as just trying to replicate what they did the first time around? I mean, it's never going to be easy. Obviously, you know, a guy like that, can uh, they'll find ways to get him open. And I think one of the things that the Bengals have done a better job of lately is getting Jamar Chase open in the uh, the shorter, the intermediate areas. Um, didn't let him kind of do work after the catch the last few weeks. Uh, if you go back and look at his numbers, they kind of had a, had a spike after the catch. Um, really about since about since the last time they played the Raiders, that's kind of been their, their new focus, less deep shots and less shorter, which is going to be tougher to, to contain. And the uh, biggest thing is going to be tackling, tackling, tackling with him. But I think they definitely can. Um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on Brandon facing. Obviously, there are going to be some points when when Chase is going to have to be left out on an island, you know, whether the game situation dictates it or not. And I think that's one of the things Faison did really well against him last time is he was, uh, he was covering him like a blanket and uh, getting his hands involved at the catch point and meeting those pass breakouts. And that's what Faison's good at. That's his, uh, his strong suit. So I think if he can if he can have a good game and they can uh, – just uh, learn how to tackle and make sure that they get that guy on the ground when he gets gets the ball in his hands. I feel like they they should have uh, no problem replicating uh, what they did.
Talking again with Matt Holder from silverandblackpride.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And that's what I wanted to ask you about next was the open field tackling. Because as you mentioned, Jamar Chase is catching a lot of short passes and taking it to the house, or he's getting a lot of yak yards afterwards. How critical and how important is it for a guy like a Nate Hobbs, a Brandon Faison, uh, even a Divine Diablo to be able to uh, get that tackle in space where it might just be you and and Jamar Chase and you just got to go make a play? My best answer for that is just go ask the Bengals who would uh, just he just ran for like 260 yards on him and, and a lot of it was after the catch even on the deep balls there's one play that will stick out in my mind where he outruns basically an entire defense puts one move on a linebacker and you know hits that second gear and that's the that's the dangerous part about him is he has that acceleration where you know if one guy misses he could be the only guy that gets a chance on him and I mean like you like we talked about like we nailed on it it's absolutely crucial got to break down, got to can't go for the big hit and just kind of wrap up as much as they can. But yeah, those three guys that you mentioned, all the guys in the secondary, Casey Hayward too, um, you know, Trevon Merrick's got to be, especially got to be on his game when it comes to tackling too. So yeah, it's going to be, that's going to be one of the biggest keys to stopping him. Cause I think, like I said, that's, a, that'll be the biggest difference between how they use Jamar Chase than uh, from the last time they played him. You know, and Jonathan Abram, he's out for the season. He played in the, the last yeah. time the, the Raiders played the Bengals. He played Roderick Teamer is in there kind of playing that role. Divine Diablo, like I mentioned before, has a much bigger role now on the defense. How do you think that those guys kind of help the defense? Not only just, uh, you know, obviously getting guys down in, in space when they got the ball in their hands, but even trying to slow down the run game because Joe Mixon still is a factor from the backfield yeah well I think that's one of the biggest things that uh Divine Diablo is going to bring versus a guy like Corey Littleton you know Corey Littleton for as great as he is in coverage he really struggles uh against the run and Diablo has kind of been that you know better uh more hybrid between the two where he's been you know solid in coverage and actually better against the run somewhat surprisingly being a being a college DB a college safety making the transitional linebacker so I think he'll definitely have a big poly, uh, factor in this game as far as uh Roderick Teamer you know I know he had the struggle it's a, a couple weeks ago, but I think he'll um, he'll obviously have a big impact. A lot of the, how they used uh, Jonathan Abram the last time was in the box, kind of stopped a run game like you're talking about, and uh, he's still filling that role as that that hybrid linebacker type of player. So, and if the the Raiders learned anything from the, the end of the game last time, the Bengals are more than capable of uh, being able to run on them, especially if they're out on the field for too long. So. Definitely going to be those two guys are definitely going to have a role, like you said, stopping the run and uh, hope uh, benefit the team for the better. How much do you think the weather is going to be a factor for the Raiders' defense? I mean, we'll talk about offense, but just as far as them being able to have their footing and, and be able to get after these guys and, like I say, get get to the quarterback, get the uh, get the runner down in open space. How much will the weather be a factor? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it will kind of play to their advantage a little bit too. Like we're talking about, you know, obviously the passing game is not going to be quite as strong, so maybe they can commit to the run a little bit more than they did last time. I think last game, part of it too was you can kind of tell they were they were playing to take away the pass, which I mean, who can blame you with the horses they have on the outside? Right. Um, so I think that'll definitely play their advantage. But yeah, I mean, like you said, a guy like a Max Crosby who uh, has explosives get get off, and same thing with Yannick Ngakwe, a little bit a little bit harder to get off the ball when you're. Uh, your feet are frozen there, so I definitely think that can uh, impact impact their pass rush a little bit, and of course their footing. And uh, not having a guy like Darius Phylon in the middle is going to be a little worrisome too, because those defensive tackles are sliding a little bit when they're uh, on on uh, in normal conditions in the dome in Vegas. So 
we'll uh, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, absolutely. Doing a little film breakdown here with <laughs> Matt Holder from SilverAndBlackPride.com on Twitter at mholder95 here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, pressure. You got to get pressure on, on Joe Burrow. I know he's really good at getting the ball out of his hands with pressure. Uh, he was a guy who got sacked 51 times this year, which is a franchise record for the Bengals. Um, it, it, how many times do you think Crosby and Gakwe, uh, maybe a, a, a Hankins, maybe a, a Solomon Thomas, uh, Quentin Jefferson, one of those guys, how many times do you think they need to get home and at least hit him, get him on the ground and rattle him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you're going to need to get after him. You know, like like the Al Davis said, quarter, quarterback can't throw the ball to the receiver from his back, right? Right, right. So right. The, old, the, old, the, old, uh, the old Raider way. So I definitely think they're probably going to need to at least, you know, at least try and sack him two or three times and probably hit him about two or three more probably would be the magic number if you're if you're looking at it on a stat sheet. And I think uh, you know, you brought up, you know, Joe Burrow getting sacked a lot. That's the other thing that to keep in mind too, is he is kind of that guy that uh, is never gonna say never and never gonna quit on a play and will will scramble around to kind of give you those sacks and you know, he can be deadly on those plays at the, at the D-line uh, pursuit isn't get, getting there. So I think that'll definitely play a factor as well. Well, real quick, I want to look at the offense, and uh, I think I know what to expect from Derek Carr. I don't think it's going to be a 300-yard <laughs> game and a big, you know, 30-point performance or whatever, um, but I think he's going to be solid. So I really just want to look at the offensive line and the running game, which has been really good the last quarter of the season. What are your expectations from that O-line and Josh Jacobs? What does he need to do in this game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of ex- higher, high expectations expectations for for the o-line and jacobs i think that that's going to be the biggest difference in this game you know i think back then the raiders were still trying to figure out you know kind of how to run the ball how to how to block the fronts and uh and whatnot and the offensive line was still getting that continuity down i think they're much stronger at what they've uh or what they've been doing on the ground game in the last few weeks so i definitely think that's gonna be a big factor one of the things that stood out to me last week uh or last time they played was Bengals had the ball for about 15 minutes, so almost an entire quarter of game time than uh, the Raiders did, and it was pretty much uh, decided by who ran the ball better, which the Bengals ended up doing. So I think the Raiders, you know, regardless of the weather, regardless of what it was going to be, if it was going to be 80 degrees and sunny or whatever, it's going to be below freezing and, uh, and snowing or something in Cincinnati, you know, the, the game plan needs to be to, to use the rushing game. That's what's been working for them the last four weeks and over the win streak. So I definitely think it's going to be a big factor. I think uh, one thing that's going to help him out is I believe it's I'm going to butcher his last name, but I believe it's Josh uh, Tuopo. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Defensive tackles for the for the Bengals. He's going to be out. He's their best run defender on the defensive line or on the interior of the defensive line. So I think that'll give the Raiders a nice little boost. I think they'll be able to run the ball. Even a guy like Trey Henderson, who gets a lot of love for his pass rush. Yeah. Not the greatest run defender in the world. Defensive tackles aren't that weak. Are are pretty weak against the run. So I the opportunities will be able to capitalize because. God knows they weren't able to last time. No, no, they weren't. It should be interesting. It's the second time around. It's tough to beat a team twice. It's the playoffs. Uh, everyone's 0-0. Zero zero. I mean, every cliche you could throw is, is what we're talking about coming up on Saturday's game. So uh, good stuff as always, my man. Uh, Silverandblackpride.com is where you can find Matt's work. What do you got coming out? I saw a lot of tweets with videos and kind of breaking down defensive <laughs> schemes and how to slow down Jamar Chase. So that really got the, the juices flowing for me. So what do you got coming out that uh, fans should be on the lookout for? Yeah, man. So that they, uh, that was probably the biggest thing that came out actually earlier today. Um, but yeah, just did a little breakdown on Jamar Chase, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, just going a little bit more depth, breaking down some numbers and some of the film. Um, got the regular pod coming out uh, soon, and uh, of course, going to be having all 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 the uh, work coming out for the game on Saturday and all the tweets and whatnot, getting getting everyone fired up and. Uh, 
ready to go. I think this. I think the Raiders got a good chance to win this one, so I'm excited. I'm hopeful, hopeful for it. Yeah, no doubt. I and you know it's funny. I, I have a good feeling that the Raiders are going to win this one as well. I, I just I don't know something about it. I think that they have a, the opportunity to go in there and get it done, but they've got to go well and do that. Just get it done on the field. Exactly. So uh, good, good stuff, Matt. I appreciate you as always. Again on Twitter, you can find them at mholder95 silverandblackpride.com. And with us here on Unnecessary Roughness. Thanks so much for your time, my man. Enjoy the game on Saturday, and hopefully we'll talk next week and talk about an. Uh, another game coming up thank you too man hopefully i'm coming on too looking forward to it and all of a sudden all the players they come together Mm -hmm. and they say when we come together this locker room and we hit the court at the thomas and mac we are going to lay the smack down on them lobos like that exactly all right make a joyful noise unto the lord i am very happy to be here Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Now that was funny. That was funny. 251 is the time. Got a few minutes left in hour number one of the show. Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up at the top of the hour. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. We'll talk all things gambling lines. Some uh, playoff games. We'll dip into the UFC as well. We'll do that with Lee Sterling coming up at 3 o'clock. Many thanks to Matt Holder from silverandblackpride.com who joined us in the last segment to talk all things Raiders defense in particular. Dipped into the offense just a little bit, but really it was all about the defense. And through the question out there earlier, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on this game offensively and defensively? And then just in case you feel a little froggy and you want to leap, what do you think the score? What do you think the final score of this game is going to be? Win or lose for the silver and black. Who do you think, or what do you think that score is going to be? 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Keyword R&R. I was about to get excited. I am excited. I'm always excited. Every caller that calls in. But our next caller, Stephen from Pittsburgh. I thought he was calling from Pittsburgh, California, man. I was about to represent Oak Ridge Court, but he's calling from Pittsburgh, PA. So, Stephen, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. How you doing, gentlemen? Chilling, man. Chilling. Uh, okay, for offensive player, that's going to be uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's the key offensively. Uh, he has been on a tear. Um, if you go the last three games, he's second in the league in rushing. Defensively, um, I, obviously Max Crosby, not for pass rushing, though, for run defense. Again, what's being overlooked, they keep talking about the pass rush, but our run defense the last four weeks, you've been giving up less than 80 yards a game. Mm-hmm. That's the key. You got to stop the run before you can rush the passer. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for the call. I like it, man. I appreciate you. And yeah, stopping the run is important. It really is. And and that's going to be one of those. That's a wrinkle. And I say it's a wrinkle, but it's something that obviously Cincinnati can do and do well with Joe Mixon, but they also could throw the ball around the yard. So if they get that run game cooking early, then man, then that opens up their whole offense. So uh, if the Raiders are able to slow it down, like you said, the last four weeks going up against teams that you knew were going to go run heavy, they did a really good job. Now, can they do a good job against a team that you feel like is going to mix things up just a little bit? We'll see. We'll find that out tomorrow afternoon. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Joseph El Paso, Texas, representing. What's up, Joseph? Hey, how you guys doing? Como estamos? Hey, como estamos? Que ando? What's up, my man? <laughs> uh, just out here driving through Iowa, battling the snow right now, getting ready for the game tomorrow. Man, be careful. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, um, first time caller, you know, you and I have actually gone back uh, back and forth before on Twitter. Uh, 
as the Nap God, a.k.a. Fat Boy Raider from the 915. There you me. go. <laughs> and uh, uh, the people I think that need to step up was, one, I really want to see Foster Moreau have a good game. Um, I think this is a game that, you know, with Waller coming back and Cincinnati going to key on Jacobs and, and him, he, he could really take advantage of that middle. And uh, you spoke about him in the, in the, with, the, with the gentleman you just spoke with, uh, Devon Diablo. I think uh, the last two games he's had the green dot, so mm-hmm. he's been calling the defense. And uh, I, think we're, I think people are not realizing how fast he actually is. So a caller called earlier uh, with the mis- worried about that misdirection. I think we'll be all right. You know, Dev- uh, Devon Diablo's been really stepping up, and uh, I think he can be a real big factor uh, against the run come, come tomorrow. Okay, I like it. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you for the call, my man. Be safe out there in that snow. Uh, appreciate hearing from you again. And, yeah, man, every once in a while I start interacting on Twitter, right? We get a little little busy on Twitter. But uh, Foster Moreau would be big time, man. If you can get him involved, and I thought he was going to have a big game last week against the Chargers. He had that one big catch where he ended up fumbling at the end, and luckily for the Raiders it went out of bounds sideways and not through the end zone. All of a sudden I thought, oh, damn, here they go. But it went out sideways, so that was good. But I, I do think Foster Moreau has a big uh, – he, he can have a big impact. Obviously, they're going to look at Darren Waller and the Bengals struggle to to defend the middle of the field, the tight ends and, and Hunter Renfro, both those guys. But I feel like it's that's too easy to say, oh, Waller is going to have a big day or Renfro is going to have a big day. I feel like Cincinnati's going to say, OK, we're going to make someone else beat us. So I'm kind of looking at like a Zay Jones. Maybe he'll step up because he does a lot of crossing patterns. He doesn't just do you know, uh, uh, north and south stuff. He does some east and west. He can do some some crossing patterns, and he might be able to have a big game. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, I do think, has to have a big impact in the game as well. But there, I, I feel like there's going to be someone who's going to step up that we're just not talking about. I do like everyone talking about Devon Diablo all of a sudden, though. He's, he's a nice piece, man. And that speed that you're talking about, that's from being a safety. And he converted to a linebacker. So he's got another, you know, uh, uh, he, he had to learn another role but he's doing it at a high level. 256 is the time when we come back. We'll kick off hour number two. We'll see what Lee Sterling thinks about some NFL playoffs. Of course, we'll talk Raiders and Bengals, but we'll talk some uh, some other playoff games, and we'll talk some UFC. Coming up next to kick off hour number two here on Raider Nation Radio 920.